Coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gahn-Mueller. Hello, I'm Barbara Gahn-Mueller and I welcome you. You may be aware that there is an issue with gangs today. And you know, that's a kind of a problem that doesn't really help us bring peace to our family, doesn't bring peace to our community, and sometimes it even is a cause of war. And so with that, today we're going to listen to an expert who's not only been expert from the point of his book that he wrote, but from the point of view of helping people as they come to trial. In order to be an expert witness, he had to be steeped in gangs. He had to understand what is a gang and how does it prevent peace? As I said, I'm Barbara Gahn-Mueller and you're listening to Peace Podcast for health, happiness. And now I'm going to talk about a community that works for all. So Greg Estevani, I would like to say welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Barbara. It's quite an honor and pleasure to be on your podcast. Well, he's a, um, a guest because he, I was introduced to him through his Rotary Club. As you see behind me, I am the past chair of the Rotary Action Group for Peace. And I have worked in peace since my I was a little girl. My grandfather said, you're going to be a peacemaker someday. And so here I am working in the thing I love the most, bringing peace to our planet. And a witness to you, our audience. With awareness comes the ability to see what you can do about a problem. And I, all of our podcasts always kind of bring up an issue for your awareness, information on what you can do, and persuasion to help you understand that you are part of the solutions for peace. And so let me just go give you a little background on Greg. Greg is in San Diego, more or less, and he's also down in Mexico, working on a, as a governor a government investigator, mainly in the county of Riverside, a contract investigator for the United States Federal, US, FDIC, and RTC, contractor investigator for the California Department of Justice. I love that department. And you know, he's done so much with various agencies, a variety of cases, including the sad part when they have gang murder trials. He's an expert witness. He's been a re-evolution of American criminal street gangs, amongst other white papers, and research in gangs. Okay, Greg, with all your research and all your background, I am so excited to have you here. Because your first, well, what would you like to start with today? Well, I'd like to give an example of how gangs can impact the international stage. That would be fabulous because my first question is how do criminal street gangs organize crime impact world peace? Well, I'd like to start off with a another expert. His name is Dr. Hagedorn, and he wrote a book called The World of Gangs. In The World of Gangs, he, he outlines a North African country where a potential uh, organized crime leader wants to take over the country. So he uses localized street gangs to intimidate voters and once those voters vote him into office, he takes those gang and organized crime members and makes them into a secret police, and that completely disturbs world peace. Uh, another example is Colombia in the 1980s, Pablo Escobar. It's turned into an international uh, nightmare. Uh, in Mexico, cartels are problems. Uh, 
um, President Putin emptying out prisons uh, to use uh, gang members and, and mafia to uh, attack the, uh, um, the current war they have in Ukraine, or MS-13 being a worldwide problem. And when you look at the Institute for Economics and Peace in Canada, this can cause 200 to $300 billion a year for countries. It causes real economic damage. So you're saying that gangs can cause economic damage, and we know that. But you have proven it through your research that the economic damage is billions of U.S. dollars per year in Mexico due to crime in which gangs and organized crime contribute to. Am I correct? That's right. So on the reverse positive side of things, when you start to reduce these criminal organized crime problems, you basically have more economic value in your country. You can take that $300 billion a year and use it for peaceful means, for rehabilitation, for uh -huh. other how do you recognize, identify gang members, prison gangs, or these are things that scare me half to death, but how do you recognize them? Well, I, there are certain kinds of um, statutes around the world and courts that have really uh, done a good job of explaining this. For instance, a gang is normally defined as three or more persons, an organization using a common name or symbols whose primary activity is the commission of crimes. So. When you take a look at individuals, those individuals um, are uh, gang members within the organization are doing crimes for the benefit, the direction, or the association of, of, a, of a gang. And so something very interesting, Barbara, I'd like to share with you. Um, gang members can be, or organized crime members, can actually be um, ex-gang members, and they can be contributors to society, like Father Greg Boyle's Homeboys Industries, who rehabilitates thousands of gang members. And sometimes orga organized crime or gang members can look like Wall Street businessmen with suits and ties and they don't have any tattoos on them at all. So it's really not so much how you look, it's the conduct that we look at to see is this an, a, a, an organized crime or is this a gang member? You're looking at the conduct. I like that. Because then you see the results of their actions and you see that maybe this is gang related. It may not, they may not even at some point um, even realize the power they have. And they, that's why they're in a gang, because it gives them the multitude of people who are all doing the same, as you said, criminal act. And it allows them to feel that they're welcomed and loved. Well, that that is really one of the tragedies behind this, Barbara. I mean, you can take case after case, country after country, and it pretty much has the same pattern. These are thrown away children, anywhere from 10 years old to 13 or 14, at the most vulnerable part of their life. And they have no parenting. Their parents could be drug addicts, criminals, and heavily involved in crime. Or like one of my clients, he was just in Los Angeles, just left on a street corner, and he was eating out of garbage cans until a gang found him in that neighborhood, uh, um, a gang of over 10,000 people in Los Angeles, and told him two th three things. One, we will love you and we will die for you. We will give you respect and we'll always be for the, well, this is all myth, mythology. Because when you get into this deeply 20 years later, you realize that your life can be practically ruined and it's hard to get out of this, but you can get people out of this and you can turn them around. And actually you can put them into uh, positions where they're actually turning around other gang members. It can be a very beautiful thing. 
Um, I've heard that, so, that uh, gang, ex-gang members can turn around gang members because they understand the psychology of being a gang member. And I remember meeting Father Boyle. Oh my gosh, what a wonderful human being. He was at our 2016 World Peace Conference and he was one of our speakers. And I remember the kindness of his face and the smile and the grandfatherly way he treated all the people at this 2016 World Peace Conference. And he said he does the same thing. All people need is love and affection and respect. Respect. That's right. That's right, Barbara. He is, he is, he wrote a book called Tattoos of the Heart. And he explains um, how really the pathway is turning around these uh, wayward men and women. And by the way, 20% of uh, membership in gangs can be and often are women or young girls or, or teenagers. So they also um, are a pathway and utilize and, and very difficult to identify. But Father Greg Boyle is somebody who has a, uh, a model that we can use and replicate that model anywhere in the world, in Haiti, in Mexico, in South Africa, uh, and a lot of these other areas where the UN, UNIDO, and um, other organizations are doing their very best to turn this around. Well, that's very important because you can't really um, imprison your way out of gangs because they can have gangs in prison. So that's not going to solve the problem. Well, Barbara, that's so astute because actually it is internationally and nationally. The prison gangs are the head of the serpent. They're the ones that are in there for life. They are controlling tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands, an army of gang members in El Salvador or Honduras, MS-13, on Salvatrucha. And you see on the news where they have thousands of these, these inmates. And really, you cannot lock up an entire hundreds of thousands of people and think this is going to go away. In fact, we have studies in the U.S. by Dr. Klein from UCLA, other experts uh, in Southern California. And you take a young kid and you put him into a juvenile hall and all of a sudden he's in gladiator school. So you take a kid who might have been rehabbed, identified with some wraparound solutions, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But instead, they just lock him up and there he's in gladiator school and he comes out four or five years later. Now he's a real hard criminal or even worse when they go to a state penitentiary. It, it becomes harder to get them out of this lifestyle. Well, that's why Dr. Um, the Father Boyle, rather, was so powerful because his methodology was so uh, implementable. It was so compatible with what people would want to do to prevent gangs from becoming bigger, stronger. And he had such a soft approach, but he was very firm. And he was very convinced that his firmness was important, that they had to have certain restrictions and certain rules. And then I remember him saying how these people, once they understood that they were respected, loved, then they became the teachers of the other new members of this group. Is that what you found too? That's exactly right, Barbara. I mean, this is a, 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 a false love, a false sort of um, um, help and we're family. Because in the end, when you are an organized crime or a gang, you will usually only leave that either dead, in prison, or in a wheelchair. And so people like Father Greg Boyle or Dr. Spurgle, who developed a wraparound method, um, these methods can and do work. A wraparound method, Barbara, 
is when you take an individual that's trouble, a, a young man or young woman, and you take a look at them and give them medical attention to see if they have any kind of um, problems with uh, biochemistry conflicts where they maybe have schizophrenia. A lot of gang members and organized crime people are sociopaths, so they, they need to have medical treatment. Ongoing psychological treatment is just an understatement. It's a lifelong uh, treatment. Um, helping them show them how they can make a living, like Father Greg uh, Boyle does, and, and, and develop industries where they're helpful. To reunite the family and find the mothers and the fathers and put them into therapy, uh, to uh, give them some sort of a, um, a faith-based uh, um, uh, addition as well. It's a wraparound, it's a circle. And once these things happen in eight months to a year, you can turn people around. And the USAID uh, is working on a program right now in Honduras and in El Salvador, where they're directly working with the government with these hundreds of thousands of uh, MS-13 and 18th Street gang members that are starting to destabilize the country and they're starting to make a dent and they're making a difference with this wraparound, Barbara. So we're training the trainers nationally and especially internationally via the UN and the world courts. Boy, that's a wonderful gift that you are bringing to the planet. Thank you so much for letting us know UNESCO is involved. How are they involved? Well, UNESCO has a wing of uh, the UN, along with UNIDO, who is the other arm of the UN, are actively in the study phase where they're working with international um, experts uh, and my colleagues around the world to develop a roadmap and uh, how to take these into these different court systems and train the police, train the courts of a different country, work with the defense lawyers and the court system, work with the, the nonprofits. Um, there's an army of nonprofits around the world that are helping young women and young men, you know, uh, get out of this, whether it's uh, Father Boyle's uh, methodology. There's a lot of solutions here, Barbara. And once we start getting this on the street level, then organized crime has less soldiers to use in, in trying to take down the country and it just makes the world a better place, Barbara. It makes Absolutely. the world a better place, a better place. And when you take that, that, that former young man or woman who maybe hasn't committed such a horrible crime and, and they see real love from real society that they never saw before, oh my goodness, Barbara, they are just a joy. They are so grateful for, for, for all those blessings and, and it's just a real joyful thing to turn around young kids and put them on the right path. Well, to me, I'm very grateful to have you on to explain it to us because a lot of times it seems hopeless, but you bring such hope to these gang issues, especially with the turnaround program or the wraparound program, and that the world courts are very aware of the problem and very aware of the tragedy that this person may have experienced in a gang. And so they try to give them the guidance that they need to become non-gang members, but it sometimes isn't as good as an, an ex-gang member helping them because they know they've been there, walk that path, and together they can. It's almost like Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, we almost need a, an ex-gang. I am a gang member, and but you know, maybe it's too dangerous to do something like that. Well, Barbara, you really hit it on the head. I mean, it's very much like that. It's like a, a, a recovery system. Develop right. a recovery system and identifying all of the wraparound issues that you had that made you that addict. And, and in a way, uh, gangs or organized crime, in the sense that there is an addiction to violence, power, uh, money, it's just a different form of addiction. I think you hit it when you said power, 
when you feel powerless, you need that gang around you to give you that comfort zone that you have some power. You know, there's a psychological issue when it comes to gangs. And um, I have a feeling that with the information that you share on your website, www.gangexpert.net, that people can find out more about what they can do in their communities and in the world to bring our gangs into attending to their issues, because that's basically it. A lot of gangs are the salvation for people who are homeless, let's say, or who don't have a home or don't have a way to feel like they're contributing. And together, it gives them more opportunity. But I really believe that every gang member is a human being. A human being has certain basic needs. And so the universe has... If you know what you want, you don't want to have a life of pain and sorrow. You want a life of prosperity and joy. So bringing that into the formula is hard sometimes, isn't it, Greg? Well, it's very hard because it, it, in a sense, it's cultish brainwashing behaviorisms um, and people that feel that they just can't reintegrate, that they, they can't, they, they've gone too far or they just don't know. And so... Uh -huh. Once again, I mean, once you uh, train the trainers, then you can start to impact these individuals one at a time or in groups, and you can save some of them. I'm not saying there are some people that must go to prison and must go to jail. There are always are going to be some people that need to go there, but not everyone. And a lot of people are, are, are reachable and savable, especially our young people uh, that at a very young age can be turned around and they can be the solution, not the problem. That's wonderful. You're listening to Greg Estabania. And I would like to say that if you go to www.gangexpert.net, you will find more resources and get to understand why Greg is so passionate about helping gang members and also appearing in court to maybe be that expert witness that that gang member may need. And so I'm going to ask you, Greg, do you have a wish for our planet? We always end our peacepodcast.org with a wish for our planet. Yes, I do, Barbara. I, I, I wish in my heart of hearts that crime becomes such a low, negligible situation like we have in many countries, like in Japan and Scandinavian countries. There are beautiful ways to live, peaceful ways, and, and that's what I, I wish for, a more peaceful world with less crime and less gangs. Oh, what a beautiful wish and what a wonderful dream. Um, I've always felt that dreams come true and you have to dream it really hard. And you know, some people say the danger of gangs. I want to say gangs are human beings and they need us. Maybe they need us more than we need them. And that's really important. If you realize in your heart that you have a position that might bring peace to that person in the moment, I always talk to homeless people in Santa Barbara and I always ask him questions like, how'd you get here? You know, you look so normal. What's going on? And they tell you. And then I say, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And can I give you $20? Maybe you can enjoy a meal tonight. It's a simple thing. $20 to me makes that person smile and it makes them realize they're a human being. And I want that to be our motto. If you know a gang member, just treat them as if they weren't a gang member. Treat them as if they were love and passion and have the same kind of a feeling as Greg does, that 
we are the solution to gangs. You know, this is a very important comment. Um, you said you, you you quoted a book when I first started, and I wanted to give that to people. What was the book you were talking about in the beginning? The Revolution of American Criminal Street Gangs? Was that one? That was your white paper. Well, that's my book, but I, I would recommend also another book by Dr. Hagedorn, H-A-G-E-D-O-R-N. It's called A World of Gangs. And it explains how gangs is an international issue and how the solutions that we've been talking about can be applied on an international level, um, should be uh, applied at an international level to bring world peace. Yeah, that's what I hope. And so today you've heard a little bit about some of the things that are troubling our communities, maybe troubling the international scene. And with Greg at the helm telling us more about gangs and how some of the solutions are right behind our uh, front door, if you think about it. And I pray that each of you have a pleasant, pleasant experience with whatever people are in your life, gang member or not, because that's the secret to life is being open and hearing their story. Tell me your story. You may say to somebody, tell me your story, because that's what heals them when they tell you their story. And so with that, I thank you, Greg. You were a wonderful guest on peacepodcast.org. And those of you who may not know a lot about gangs, uh, bring a couple of friends in and watch this podcast and have a conversation because sometimes gangs are almost invisible. So bringing the invisible out so that you can have a conversation might just be the ticket. So Greg, do you have a last word? I do. I want to thank you so much for allowing this issue to be brought forward. Thank you so much for all the great work you do, Barbara. Well, I thank you, Greg. You know, um, I do this because I believe that in the process of becoming a peacemaker, sometimes you need mentors like you, Greg, that allow us to see that regardless of our situation, we can still help the world to bring the peace that it needs. And with that, I thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure to interview our guests and to have a conversation. So watch this at your own leisure and have a conversation. And with that, I thank you. And I'll see you next week. Thank you.